0: Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 233. On this episode, well, we talk about some things that are swirling around the cigar industry, um, specifically as it relates to cartoon characterization and uh, marketing uh, directly to children um, through the efforts of a few cigar brands and manufacturers. Uh, We discuss a little bit about some of the industry's reactions to those things, uh, including a half-wheel article and the reaction to the half-wheel article, specifically by Brian Desen of Pravada Cigar Club. Um, this is a very important topic. It's one that Chris and I don't want to have to talk about, but feel the necessity to talk about uh, in order to put some information and in our opinions out there. Um, I also do want to say that there is a point in this podcast where I cite some data uh, using my own math. Uh, I suggest that uh, the revenue collected by the federal government on... Uh, premium tobaccos a year is $2 billion. It's actually about $1 billion, according to my calculation. Uh, the $2 billion, as it spewed from my mouth, is that if we were to continue on regulatory process, doubling uh, essentially the taxation on a premium tobacco, then it would amount to roughly $2 billion. So just wanted to clarify that. Uh, guys, this is a is a pretty long episode. It's packed full, a lot of information, a lot of start stops, and... Uh, um, the recording just based upon, uh, some of the stuff that we go through in the half wheel article and some of the stuff that we go through in terms of, uh, Brian Dezen's reaction. So we hope you guys enjoy the episode. We hope it is very informative for you. And hopefully we can all collectively get past some of these things as a cigar community. Uh, because the reality is, is this is one of the, the best communities that I've ever been a part of. And I know a lot of you have ever been a part of and, and we want to see it here Uh, to stay for the long term so um let's waste no more time let's get in the episode let's play some trivia chris what cigar manufacturer was founded in 1895 and has roots in Cleveland, Ohio? Uh <laughs> J.C. Newman. That is correct. Second question. Yeah. Which cigar manufacturer still produces cigars in their 112-year-old factory in Tampa, Florida? Mm, JC Newman. Uh, correct again. Yep. All right, last one. Okay. Can you go three for three? Probably. Who are the creators of the Diamond Crown, Brick House, and the American Cigar? Uh J.C. Newman. That is right. Gosh, you know what? They say you look dumb, but you're pretty smart. Trivia is my thing. I like it. To explore everything J.C. Newman has to offer and a chance to win a free Diamond Crown whiskey set, visit jcnewman.com forward slash hot ticket. The whiskey set includes two Diamond Crown Whiskey Rocks glasses, whiskey rocks, and a set of tongs. All the hardware you need for a perfect drink. Again, enter a chance to win by visiting www.jcnewman.com. Dot com forward slash hot ticket. Let's just start it. Let's just go. I say first we need to do this. We're going to have to pour some alcohol. Mm. Because I think this is going to get intense a little bit. I don't want to say bad intense and don't say anything that's going to make me cut shit out. (coughs) Because we are walking a fine line. We're Mm. walking a fine line. Don't be that person. Because I I will not put this episode out. Hmm. All right.
1: So I got to be on my best
0: behavior. You got to be on a good a decent behavior. We need mm. to have decent discussion about this. Let's not be fucking animals.
1: Yeah, as you're pouring bourbon.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: real smart. We're we're
0: we're escalating. <laughs> real smart. We're escalating that 120 proof that you said tasted like jet fuel. Um Here, There you go. Yeah, so in anticipation for this being somewhat of a It's not a controversial, it won't be a controversial episode, but it is certainly somewhat controversial, polarizing topics. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that I'm outlining this episode is kind of in a way of which I want to say, just stick with me. Because, and let me provide a quick summary and what's occurred actually really in the recent past two months, month and a half really. So this all began, and most people are acclimated to the cigar industry or are or heavily involved, know that, um, and actually a friend of the show, a guy that I've gotten to know, his name's Matthias Clock, wrote an article that has been published in a publication. I think it's, is it Tobacco Magazine? I forget which one it was that actually picked up his article, and it was all around uh, cartoon characterization and uh, marketing and soliciting products to children, uh, you know, obviously in the premium tobacco industry. <clears throat> His article sparked some attention um, specifically around, and there's, I would say a minute amount of organizations that are currently doing some of those marketing tactics and schemes and strategies, if you wanna call them that, But it certainly sheds some light on the potential negative impacts of that kind of marketing, meaning that if we engage in marketing that's targeted somewhat towards children where there's either cartoons or there's flavor characterizations, that it's going to essentially fuel the fire and it's going to provide the FDA what they need to push forward in regulation. So that happened, I would say, somewhere around a month and a half, month ago time frame. It's actually a very well-written article. I actually, I really liked it. So this hasn't not been a thing that's been known in the recent few weeks or to a month, but it certainly escalated in the past few days. And that escalation came as a result of an article that Half Wheel wrote, specifically um, citing and stating uh, in the title of the article, um, a product release that has come out from Yasum crawl called Munchies, which Essentially, the bag in which the product comes in... Looks like a snack bag. <laughs> looks like a snack bag. I mean, even the nutrition section mm-hmm. on the back is... I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially identical. And if anybody knows, the owner of uh, Yasun Crawl has done some things. Well, I would say... In a manner of which is not traditional to the cigar marketplace, he came out with the first CBD infused and THC infused cigars, which of course uh, received some attention from the FDA as well as he came out with a cigar literally called fuck the FDA as if you didn't want to draw any attention to yourself, go ahead and market a cigar that's called fuck FDA. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's now drawn a little bit more attention, not necessarily from the FDA, but the cigar community as a whole around this recent release this release has sparked additional attention from other folks within the cigar industry that I would say are on the rise, a bit more powerful, a bit more known than perhaps what they would be a few years ago. That is my high level summary. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up the Half Wheel article and I'm going to summarize the points that Charlie Minato in the article made. There's two parties that I'm going to discuss and with the summary of the FDA towards the end of the episode and the potential impacts um, that really involved in this whole thing. Um, those two folks are Charlie Minato, who is the editor of half wheel. I think he's owner and editor of half wheel and Brian Desden, who is the owner of Provada, Provada cigar club. Now here's what I'm not going to do after I do this real quick. I'm not going to personally attack either one of these people in a minute, but right now I'm going to. They both look like they're transitioning into like old widowed women. (laughs) They both wear like fucking weird hats and scarves and grandma glasses. Well, Charlie Minato doesn't, but Brian does. It's like, I think they're more similar than they're not because they're definitely, they're definitely transitioning into, uh, uh, some ugly ass milfs, which I guess is an oxymoron. All right, so those are the only personal attacks I'm going to provide. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to summarize. Chris, we're going to go through each one of the talking points of Halfway. I'm going to read this. So part of this is going to be a little bit boring um, until we get into more of the discussion aspects of it. But really what I want to do is I want to bring forward as a means to educate the folks who have heard the murmurings and heard the rumblings around all this stuff here in this week. So they understand exactly what Charlie Monado's point is at Half Wheel. And then, of course, the response from Brian Dudson at Provada Cigar Club. So let's start with this. Number one talking point was marketing to children is a major concern of the FDA. So as Charlie writes, he said, the above is how FDA's own website describes the Tobacco Control Act, the landmark bill that gave FDA the authority to regulate tobacco products. You will note that the first thing the FDA mentions beyond the bill itself is that the Tobacco Control Act restricts tobacco marketing and sales to youth. If you spend any amount of time reading the literature from FDA... About is what is trying to do with tobacco regulation and product approval? Two themes become very clear. One, the FDA will not approve a product it believes raises new concerns to public health, i.e. more dangerous. Two, FDA will not approve products it believes attractive to children. Now, in summary of that talking point, this is really around not dangerous products, but ones that are attractive to children. That is essentially the centric point of all of this. It's marketing. It's marketing. <clears throat> Correct. Uh, talking point number two, it's not about actually trying to sell a cigar to a kid. The reason it is titled this is because that's everybody's counter argument. Um, if you, and, and Charlie writes, and I think in a nice way, if your argument is adults like to, or adults like chocolate ice cream or adults like Sesame street 2, combined with, and I've never tried to sell a cigar to a 12 year old, this is going to be tough article for you to comprehend. Um, I'm going to just summarize this one real quick. Actually, no, I think it's worth reading. The threshold isn't whether or not someone under the age of 21 years old buys a Yasum Kral Munchies Rocky Road. The problem is, or the problem will start before a legal sale takes place. The issue is about some products using imagery or descriptions that uniquely more attractive to children than others. It doesn't matter what any cigar company's intent is, intent being the key word here, it matters the intent or how the intent is perceived. More specifically, how it's perceived by people whose paychecks come from FDA centers for tobacco products, people whose job is to regulate tobacco. So the point is, it's not the act of marketing. It's not whether or not a kid walks into a humidor and purchases a cigar. We know that is insanely rare given restrictions and given, and the restrictions are not even the restrictions of age restrictions as far as being 21, but the almighty dollar. You know, mm-hmm. Kids can't afford cigars that level, No, they don't have the money in the pocket, they don't have the expendable income to spend on cigars. It's just not a reality of our industry, it never has been. I've never seen a kid, a kid, walk into humor or try to buy a cigar. Literally, at all the years I've smoked, I've never seen that. But it isn't about a kid walking into a cigar, procuring a cigar. It's about the marketing of the cigar and bringing unwanted attention to the FDA, Again, essentially fueling their desire uh, for further regulation.
1: Almost like whether or not the rationality or logistical nature of it, you know, it's it's regardless of that fact. Correct. Because the FDA will take any small bait it can to hook something into the cigar industry in order to further regulation. So it's like, why give them any bait? They're just waiting in the wings. Don't even set a bait.
0: That's exactly. If you think it's bait, don't even set the bait. That's a really good analogy for it. That's exactly it. Uh, number three talking point not marketing to children is a cornerstone of the premium uh, cigar industry's defense against the FDA. And what this is, in summary, is that for the longest time, those have been advocating on behalf of cigars. People like our show sponsor, JC Newman. Rocky. Legislation, Rocky Patel, Arturo Fuente, all these PCAs. powerhouse families, PCA, CRA, like all these organizations have come together to make sure that tobacco stays untouched from any unwanted regulation. And part of that has been that cigars aren't marketed to children. So, in the effort that someone like Yasum Kral has made, Aladino's done in the past, and Brian Desen from Cigar or Pravada Cigar Club have done in the recent few years could potentially ruin the effort that so many have been putting forward for such a long time and trying to make sure that regulation stays at bay.
1: And he made a good example too. It's like when these arguments are made in a courtroom or in any type of exchange between the FDA and then the the the, the groups supporting like the the lessened restrictions of regulations against the cigar industry whether it comes with like the box, you know, like the box warning labels our arguments have always been that you know they're they're all natural there's no chemicals they're not addictive i know that's a tough pill to swallow for some people that don't understand that but right. they're not addictive and we don't market to kids right <laughs> all it takes is the fda to have one example in that argument well what about
0: Yasum crawl what about this person what even if it only represents such a small yeah. percentage of the overall cigar marketplace they could take one sided example and now they have their argument mm-hmm. that they can bring forward correct and then if in in doing so those who are also uneducated so regulation goes forward but regulation has to be voted on those who would vote who are also I would say uneducated around premium tobacco are probably going to side with the FDA and say, "Wow, look at this research! Wow, we can't have we can't have cigar companies marketing to kids. This cannot this cannot be allowed. Yeah. We cut out cigarettes, we cut out sugar, we cut out toys and happy meals. This cannot be allowed. Educated yeah. or not, mm-hmm. uh, it's an easy thing to push forward. Um, so I think that was a great talking point on behalf of uh, Charlie and Half Wheel. First, they came for Big Bird Cigars. Um, His first, his first sentence, I'm not going to read. It's interesting. But um, he said, if your argument is, First, they're going to take away the big burden Rocky Road cigars. Next, you're going to tell me that we can't have or we are not able to use natural as describe a wrapper color. Well, he goes, Well, I agree with you. If people keep trying to sell cigars with Sesame Street cartoons and pictures of ice cream on them, then yes, eventually the whole bunch of other things are going to go away. As a cited example of that, you think about the regulation that exists overseas, you think about regulatory processes that have been implemented in Canada, our neighbors to the north. Highly restricted in terms of artwork, package design, so on. How cigars are wrapped. And by the way, I would say the most egregious thing is the tax in which uh, they will inherit by shipping them over uh, into Canada, or at least um, I'm not sure what the import tax is, but I know the sales tax is outrageous. It's kind of
1: the idea you get—you give a little inch, whether willingly or unwillingly, and they'll—they'll go for a mile. Right. Type of scenario. Which in this scenario, it's like just don't give them an inch at all by avoiding. Right,
0: right potential issues right And Charlie goes on and say this is not the first step what happened and that happened in 2016. There isn't the last step either. My fear is about the next step. Products that can be uh, construed as marketing towards children are going to make the F- the FDA's next steps far more vicious, which I would also agree with. And this goes back to the concept where you say, give them an inch, they'll take a mile. They're going to run with it. Whatever they have, as far as evidence, they're certainly going to run with. So I do agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, No one in the cigar industry wants more restrictions on marketing and packaging. Uh, He said, I'd like to point out in 2016, many, if not most cigar companies were preparing for the world where larger warning labels would be required for cigar packaging and advertisements. We lived through this time. Yes, we did. There are companies who preemptively pulled out of the cigar industry as to not have to face what was coming down the road in terms in terms of regulation that existed ultimately a court ruled FDA did not have the legal authority to justify those warning labels but that the court case probably goes very differently in a world where FDA can provide examples of premium cigars that appeal to be marketing to children so this is this is the crossroads that we're at right now is that there are more and more of these cigars coming onto the marketplace and of course what does that potential impact look like all the effort that has been made from 2016 to now is to kind of ward off that approach mm-hmm. Uh, furthermore, it's not going to be just warning labels. Here's an example of other restrictions on packaging that other countries have enacted. We already went through some of those in Netherlands. For example, companies cannot use metallic foil for packaging on cigars. In France, companies cannot use words like natural or cream in the names of their cigars. Anything that is considered to be appetizing cannot be used. In Ireland, cigars must be sold in plain packaging. And we know that same to be for Canada as well. Finally, I am of the belief that FDA, if the FDA began to strictly regulate advertising, the cigar industry would suffer nine-figure losses, hundreds of millions of dollars. Charlie goes on to say, sure, half wheel probably dies. The larger issue would be if the FDA seriously tries to enact warning label restrictions on online sales, something that could decimate all retailers' ability to sell products over the internet due to logistical issues. Even if you are staunchly in the camp of brick and mortar cigar retailers, you do not want FDA strictly enforcing previously proposed rules to internet sales. It would not only affect places like Half Wheel or Cigars International, it would, in my opinion, put many cigar manufacturers out of business entirely. This was part of the 2016 initiative. This is what everybody was so scared about, right?
1: Small brands dying or getting soaked up by the big ones.
0: Right. That was everybody's fears. Exactly. Uh, talking point number six: You can't propose self-regulation when you don't self-regulate. Uh, this is actually pretty crystal clear in terms of what we talk about in self-reg- self-regulation. So part of it was deemed as uh, cigar manufacturers were supposed to self-regulate and make sure that they were abiding by all these spoken and or unspoken rules. Um, and I, was, you know, it's part of this as. Uh, he goes on to say, sure, Rocky Patel sells a cigar infused with flavors like cherry, chocolate, and coffee. That's not relevant to the cigars that are sold with pictures of Rocky Road ice cream on it. Today, the argument is solely about how cigars are presented, not what's inside. Do you want a seat at the table or you want things to be more fair or if you want your business to be around in five years, it's going to take some self-restraint not to sell cigars and packaging that intentionally looks like candy bars. I very much do agree with that. The,
1: yeah, the Aladino thing.
0: Right. The Aladino is probably, I would say, the cited example that I think is probably most egregious. Mm. The, um, like the Willy Wonka. Literally looks box. like a Willy Wonka. Candy. And here's the thing. And I want to say this, and I'm going to reiterate it. I don't think anybody is doing anything ill will or bad intentions. Correct. Necessarily. I agree. I think what needs to happen, though, is that there needs to be understanding of this. These things do occur and information gets out in terms of the potential detriment around these things, I think everybody in the cigar community has a right and responsibility to react to it and say, okay, if you're Aladino, fuck guys, my bad. Didn't even think about it. We're just trying to come up with something creative and clever. Like let's, let's rework this plan. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good approach to have. Um, those approaches aren't necessarily taken uh, into consideration by others. I think Yasin crawl is probably a pretty big example of that where I think like, part of the reason they exist is just to fucking stick it to the FDA. Um, cause at one time Yashin crawl wasn't that kind of organization. They were coming out with great premium tobacco, good cigars, great branding, and then kind of morphed into this other thing. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, can't propose self-regulation when self-regulation doesn't exist. Number seven, retailers should stop buying products from these companies. Now here is, I would say the most, um, I would say, and what Charlie has written is probably the one that is the most impactful, not in terms of how it can change the landscape, but simply the messaging behind it. And I will read all this uh, of this particular uh, point that he made in the article. Capitalism should have consequences. You don't want to see anyone's business suffer, but if you're a retailer And if companies continue to sell products you think are problematic from a regulatory aspect, you should use your power and stop buying from those companies until they engage in better corporate responsibility. It's the most effective way to get these things to stop short of the FDA outlawing them. It's not great. (coughs) Excuse me. I certainly wish it wouldn't come to this. The power I have is editorials like this and that are more likely to encourage some of these companies than they are to discourage them. However, retailers powerful has dollars and cents attached to it. And I'd ask you to use it. Be like the misattributed Gandhi quote, be the change you want to see in the world. And simply what he's suggesting. Um, and I think part of this goes around not only brands like Yasum Crawl, who may be trying to get some of those cigars and retailers. I think this one is pointed in a direction of Provada Cigar Club because of the LCA product that comes out. And there's a retailer program that's completely built around the subset of cigars, ones of which have the characterizations of cartoons and so on and so forth and marketing that um, is coming into question Mm -hmm. as Charlie mentions in this article. So Charlie's suggestion is if you are a retailer, if you are a brick and mortar and you want to preserve not only your business, but the cigar industry as a whole, you better stop buying from these guys. And I think this is the part, and I will um, I, I will make the connection to uh, Brian Desen's, um response to the Half Wheel article. I'll make the connection as to why he says what he says and then what he's furthered beyond that in the, the last two days. Now, everything that I did, I spent hours and hours and hours yesterday, hours up late last night kind of – Going through all this stuff and making sure I understood the talking points and making sure that I understood both sides of it and could articulate on both. But things have happened since hour twelve of last night and have happened through as an occurrence through today. So there's more to kind of add to this. There's more to layer on already. Um, but the suggestion of Charlie in this particular case is simply: do not buy from these organizations. This is how we preserve. Uh, this is how we preserve our industry. Number eight, the inevitable discussion of cancel culture. I subscribe to the theory that cancel culture is a new term used by racists, rapists, and other bad actors to describe a word I learned when I was a child, consequences. While some of you get offended by that, I remind you, I'm not advocating for anyone's right to sell cigars to be removed. I'm not even advocating for the removal of the right to sell these products. I'm asking that companies choose not to sell products like this before a government entity uh, says the same thing and more. The comment section is open. To anyone to provide reasons why it's necessary to sell a cigar with Cookie Monster's face on it? This is very poignant to provide a cigar club and Brian Destin as a whole. My starting argument is that if the cigar is good enough, it shouldn't need Sesame Street character on it. Please place your your rebuttal below. Um, but more to the point, when discussions like this happen, people want to focus on everything other than the obvious. It seems very obvious that there are two different paths for the future all cigar companies, number one, all cigar, cigar companies avoid selling products like this and the FDA regulations are what they become, meaning that whatever plays out plays out. It's not influenced by this one way or the other. Two, some cigar companies sell products like this and the FDA regulations are worse than they were in the first option. If you have some sort of other idea on how these, are there, uh, sorry, if you have some sort of other idea as to how those aren't the two options i'd love to know what hypothetical planet this is and how we can teleport there it seems quite clear that those are realities you can choose to be a part of the first one and reap the benefits or you can make everyone suffer in the second world the second world is bad for everyone but i think that world is uniquely worse for smaller newer companies i am most companies engaging in this behavior number nine trolling has consequences Premium, Premium Cigar Association struggles with a lot of things, and there are many parts of the job I think it does not do well. Here's another very impactful piece of this article. But things are not getting better, and companies choose to introduce new products like this. Mind you, the three products I keep mentioning, the Aladino Cigars Packaged with Candy Bars, Provada Cigar Club Sesame Street-themed Cigars, and Yasum crawls Rocky Road Cigar aren't from 2017. All these have been introduced or expanded in the last year or two uh, nothing comes, nothing good comes to the PCA being put in a position to decide whether it's going to let a cigar company exhibit at its trade show because of the PCA's own concerns about products it sells. There's no world where me writing articles like this is better than the world where I don't need, don't feel the need to. And if the goal is to get the attention by being controversial for the sake of being controversial, be better put in the work and get to know the fruits of months of labor not having the hottest take on Tuesday. For the record, the PCA should not only prohibit companies, this is the most important part, for the record, the PCA should not only prohibit companies from exhibiting products that could market to children, I don't think it should have those companies in the trade show at all. Now, I'm not sure if the PCA would task with making these decisions, but it seems quite clear. If you kicked out the vapor and e-cigarette companies because of concerns of what the image showed and the FDA, these cigar companies cannot be allowed inside the trade show. IPCPR did this very thing back in 2015. Now it's time to extend the same policy to these cigar companies. This, that is very very it's an aggressive uh it's aggressive take from Charlie but I understand why he's it, making it. It's
1: it's the it's the position of hypocrisy. You can't have organizations like the PCA and others fighting for the cigar industry to reduce regulations on cigars based on certain federal regulations that are already trying to be in place or have been in place, but then hypocratically allow <laughs> allow people at your trade shows for the sake of the dollar bill, right uh, which go against the the regulations and the belief systems and moral beliefs stands for you know, right. trying to keep cigars from being promoted to kids. Right. So, yeah.
0: Um, and the last point, and this will be the last one before we take a break. Everyone on the left, everyone left stands getting to pay the Piper. The part of this. So infuri- uh, infuriating about this is the entire cigar industry will pay for the actions of few, not just the actions of a few, but the actions relating to a small percentage of those for those few. It seems pretty clear that flavored cigars aren't paying Yasim Crawls bills yet because it's, it hasn't sold any. Remember, they just came out. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised to learn that its CBD or TH-infused uh, nugs products are a sizable part of its sales. The sold-out Cookie Monster cigars probably generated zero in revenue for Provada Cigar, Love, uh, Cigar Club this past week. That's because they're all sold out. And Two Guys Smoke Shop, <coughs> fuck, uh, United Cigars sells a lot more cigars and packaging that isn't designed to look like candy bar uh, than cigars that are. Sorry, I'm getting caught in mouth because I'm talking so much. You're good. I could understand someone's defiance towards my argument a bit more if it seemed like these products were noticeable. It's kind of a jab. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a jab. Uh, let alone a central part of someone's business, but it seems quite obvious that they aren't. That's a fucking jab. So right there, I think I think uh, Charlie's taking the butcher knife a little bit. He's looking at these organizations and he's sticking it underneath their ribs slowly so he's uh, not looking at him (laughs) i think part of it now you can see that you can feel the acceleration in the article the article starts off like here's this problem that exists then it starts to kind of morph into here's the solution to these problems then it morphs in here's the people who are fucking causing these problems and they need to go away it's kind of like there's a there's a progression of aggression it's
1: like do do better people of the industry
0: A.K.A. Provona, A.K.A. Yeah. Ladino, A.K.A. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, of course, of course. That, well, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Um, and he goes, and uh, and yet we're all gonna pay for it at some point. In the future, big companies like my father, Perdomo, bigger companies, Cigars International, Artender Fuente, smaller companies like Roma Craft and Oscar Valderes. Uh, quite frankly, companies like Half Wheel. There's no way the FDA can isolate what is considered bad actors and shield the consequences of the behavior of the industry at large. Sure, maybe it goes after some of these companies harder than others. Obviously, Awesome Crawl being the cited example of the CBD-infused cigars and the THC cigars, but the inevitable next steps rules will apply to everyone. When the FDA responds and introduces a stringent rule for cigars, who knows how many companies will still be trying to sell cigars with ice cream on the packaging. Perhaps none of them will exist. But I get the sense that Padron and Placencia will still be trying to sell their own cigars as Spec JR will remain in business. I hope Half Wheel is still trying to review products and hopefully you're still reading the website. Um, and if this is the case, we're all gonna pay for these new regulations. We'll pay for the lawsuit. Some of us will spend actual time trying to lobby against them. All of us will be required to comply for the next set of rules. And consumers, as always is the case, will pay that price as well. Some companies, including those who have never engaged in this behavior, not may, may not be able to afford it and that sucks namely some of the smaller companies. Anyone who makes this point of an article and decides to release a cigar with Ninja Turtles on it and a coffin designed to look like a Popsicle, you're knowing gambling with others' money and you're doing so without their consent. That's when recklessness becomes insulting. Mm, yes. mm. I can feel, um, just in like a quick summary, I can feel that this was probably brewing for a while. And I suspect Charlie was wanting to write this um, a lot more is probably amped up a little bit, but uh, a previous to when he actually wrote this article it's probably something that he's wanted to write for a while, kind of saw the writing on the wall, uh, probably saw some of the exposure and the rest of the marketplace around this effort and felt it necessary to address. So that is from Charlie Monado of Half Wheel. Sorry if I kind of stumbled through that. I'm sweating a little bit and drinking, and I have severe cotton mouth right now. That's okay. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and we are going to uh, then review um, Brian Desden from Provada Cigar Club. We're going to review his response to this. We'll allow you guys to listen to it because it's via YouTube, of course, very progressive digital media, get it, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and, it's, per-
1: and it's, it's important because... His response is that of which is like, hey, Half Wheel, you are clearly pointing the finger at me, you pieces of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it gets intense. So hang tight with us. We'll be back in just a minute. You know, I'm getting to the point now, my
1: age, my health, the fact that, you know, I've become, I, I've gotten all this social anxiety that I don't even want to leave my house anymore. The thing is, like, I still want to smoke cigars at home. But I sure as shit do not want to leave my home.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you're perpetually sick, so there's I'm a societal responsibility that you have as well. I
1: just wish there was like some way for me to like buy cigars
0: without having to think about it. I think I have the medicine for you. Mm. My cigar pack, curated packs come straight to your door every single month. Is it five pack of cigars, specially handpicked for you? And you can also subscribe to the Factory Direct program and get cigars that you can't get anywhere else.
1: Yeah, as long as it covers the Omnicom variant, I'm good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard they show has hazmat suits. Yeah. <laughs> just to make sure that safety and protection are at top of mind. That's so good. you can visit My Cigar Pack, www.mycigarpack.com, just for all their options. Again, that's www.mycigarpack.com. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, and we're back. Um, so here's what we're gonna do: we're going to quickly review the video, and I may pause at certain parts in the video um, just to give my feedback and take on points that are made by Brian Destin and his response to the Half Wheel article. Um, and then I'll cite a few things that have occurred since the article and his response have released. And then we'll talk a little bit about the FDA, and that's how we'll close the show out. And this may be our last show ever. Yeah, and this uh, may be the last one. If we it ever did. isn't
1: the last show ever, there also will be your choice, a 20-page essay that you can write us?
0: Essay. Or Essa. you
1: can do our 100-question multiple-choice questions um, to see if you picked up on all the details education and education see how well-informed you are. So at the end, we will provide a link for you to either complete this 100-question multiple-choice test or you can write a 30 page summary of how, how, what side do you pick?
0: <laughs> <What> side, yeah. <laughs> Who do you side with most and why? <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to listen to this now. Give me just a second, load the video. Here we go.
2: So, this video is in response to a, an article that I just read on halfwheel.com. It was called Marketing Cigars to Children. Shout out to uh, Halfwheel. Shout out to uh Charlie Minato
0: uh, now this guy does way too many shout outs and does way too many hashtags does this a lot don't you and don't you, f- and don't you the shout outs and hashtags like, And
1: since you already let's know, leave it alone since you already know the context, don't you just feel like that's just like a a quick jab anyway? it's like this con it's like this contrary like friendly gesture but it's now, not friendly yeah kind of well
0: <laughs> you know what it's 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 kind of like his reaction to Carlito Fuente which Carlito Fuente in the article uh from PCA did not actually specifically call out Provada Cigar Club or Brian Desen. but Brian Desmond's response on Instagram which I'm not gonna lie is probably something I would do because I'm petty Betty uh was like are you talking to me Carlito are you talking to me Carlito Fuente He's like, you got a problem. He's like, why don't you just reach out? That ki- that kind of thing. Like, it's this antagonizing thing, and it's it's kind of like a energizing rally the troops mm-hmm. thing. Because Brian Desen does have a very freakishly culty following. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite creepy sometimes. Um, I'll show you some examples later. Sure. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Um, but he's built he's built such a powerful group and a powerful following. These people who want something different than the cigar industry i'm not bashing that whatsoever i think it's uniquely weird and different um, but it's powerful and mm-hmm. you can see that but in that call out to carlito fuente it was almost kind of rallying the troops everybody to comment yeah carlito fuente old school Fuck you fuck you fuck you you don't know shit. it's our time now so many comments is that it's our time now that's fucking crazy. That's drink the Kool Aid type shit. There was tons of comments that said it's our time now. hashtag It's our time now. hashtag We are ProVada. Hashtag, hashtag We are, we are family. family. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, is the? I looked outside. I pulled up the curtains. I was like, is the fucking world on fire right yeah. now? Like what? Is I just happening? feel like it's a jab. Like
1: you know, shout out to Half Wheel. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like it's like
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it kind it, it it definitely kind of. It's like a. It's a passive-aggressive way passive of being like, go aggressive. fuck yourself. Yeah, all yeah. right, here we go. Let's listen to the rest.
2: Uh, a cigar legend of mine. Um, yeah, so here's what I have to say. First of all, Charlie, again, I love what you guys do, but everyone who's been following Pravada knows that the PCA put out that article, it was kind of about us, then Arturo Fuente.
0: Now here's the thing. He said it's kind about us, and he alludes to an uh, Instagram video, and I'm only saying this because I want people to understand when he says kind of about us or he says these things occurred, there was never a point in any one of those articles where people mentioned his name and or Provada Cigar Club. Uh, At this point, he's making an assumption, a strong one at that, and I agree Mm -hmm. with him. I'm just saying that if you haven't read the articles, that's what it is.
2: They put out that post. It was kind of about us. We had a little bit of fun with him.
0: Didn't have a little bit of fun with him. There's no way Carlito Fuente was having fun with that.
2: You know, and now here we are two weeks later and you're putting this article out. Um, These are all big advertisers on your website. So while I trust that you have uh, journalistic integrity, the timing is just, it is what it is, man. You have to pay bills running that website, and those bills are paid by the biggest cigar companies in our industry.
0: Now, this is a very important part of what he's saying. What he is saying specifically right here is, you're putting out this thing damning my business because the business you do on your website is with bigger businesses. It's funded by big brands. By big brands who are coming after me.
2: Who are upset? And they're upset because Pravada's
0: taking this shit over. I mean, let's just be honest. That's a weird thing to say. It's very weird. That's That was so, that
1: thing I was telling you earlier. I was like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Pravada is taking over, I think, is a very, it's a bold statement. Again, it's a rally the troops type statement. It's a clickbaity, like, get on my side statement. But the reality is, is Pravada isn't taking over. Um, I am not going to venture to guess right now how many cigars Pravada themselves sell in a year. What I can say is from an import perspective, over 450 to 475 million cigars were imported in the United States last year. And I would venture to say that he was less, far less than 1%. I think
1: we just got to be careful here or anybody should humble themselves a little bit because you don't want to get in a situation where you end up becoming Napoleon Bonaparte.
0: Well, I see what he's doing. <laughs> this is like a rally the troops effort. This is like I get we're it. geared for a revolution. I get it.
1: But what happened to Napoleon Bonaparte who had it, too was, much of an ego? He was exiled. He was exiled. His armies were destroyed. Yeah. He was left to rot. Yeah. Elsewhere.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, which hopefully I don't wish exile on anybody, but. It's a great
1: cigar name though.
0: E- ooh, exile.
1: Let's see.
0: It's like. <laughs>
2: There's a whole new movement of cigar smokers and they're not interested in the old products that look the same and, you know, and have the same story about, Let's you know, they're just not, they're not feeling it. They're gravitating towards other things, just like every other industry. We like bolder colors. Johnny, we had this video last week, I thought. Yep, you, you know, it's it. a generational thing. But let me tell you what
0: the danger of this is. I agree with him there. I do agree with him. I do feel I feel that as a younger generation, smart cigar smokers, I'm always looking for something different and I'm looking for something that stands out and I am looking for exploration and I'm not looking for the historical nature of what cigars have been for. I respect it and I admire it and I understand it. I like the roots of which it comes. You know, everything has come from. Uh, I have nothing but sincere, sincere admiration for those who have uh, paved a path for everybody else. But I myself do look for those same things.
1: I do too. But I, I, I do get his point as well. It's kind of like grandma who is fixated on Elvis Presley music. And I played some rock music from the 70s, which is only two decades after Elvis that I liked. Yeah. And she's like, What is this? And I'm thinking to myself, and she was like totally bashing it. And I'm like, Damn. Yeah, Grandma, this is a 70s. It's like stuck in your ways. God
2: damn. The <laughs> reason why I'm making this video again. Okay, the danger is tobacco is an enemy of the FDA. It's an easy target. It's an easy way to tax. It's an easy, it's just an easy target. I got into this business thinking maybe it had another five, 10 years before it came like, became like Canada or Europe. They had already passed laws. There was already, it was already under a microscope. And while I understand what you're saying, okay, is why cause any attention to us? You're the one bringing all the attention. What are you talking about? We have a private club. Even the LCA, the shops, they're a private network of shops that are all over 21 shops. Let me tell you one thing about the FDA that no one ever mentions. They're not stupid.
0: Yes, they are. Yeah, they're actually stupid. I don't know if anybody's ever looked into the opioid pandemic or that, yeah. that like, Opioids alone, and other things, other restrictions on, let's say, food and/or produce, food in general, produce, um, uh, anything to do with uh, nutritional information. Again, pharmaceuticals. The FDA is, if you look at those things historically, they're absolutely well, fucking stupid and uneducated.
1: Well, let's just let's state the obvious here and say that an educated member of the FDA should, at this point if they are educated, would know the difference between premium cigar, tobacco versus cigarettes versus vaping versus weed. Right. But they
0: don't. Right. It's a good point. It's a good point.
2: The FDA is not stupid. It went after vape because they were actually targeting children. They were making clothing where you could hide vape pens in school. They were going after them with flavors. Sure. hundred percent but they were actually flavored to taste good to a child. No child is in any LCA shop. All of our shops are 21 and over. Our website is 21 and over, age verified. They're not stupid.
0: So he's correct in the vape thing. Yeah. That is definitely something that happened in the vape industry. Vape has been targeted very, very hard, much more harshly than cigars, which I think is the reason why this blanketed broad brush stroke effort of the FDA and its regulatory processes it was trying to put in place from 2016 to current didn't necessarily include cigars as it was intended to because the or because vaping was so egregious. Yeah. I and mean, sure. these other way. It was almost like, hey, this is this is uh, if it's America's Most Wanted, cigar is number 24 and vape's number one. For sure. we got to put all of our resources in the number one. For Catch sure, it, number one.
2: What's happening here is actually pretty dangerous. And I want my people to understand the...
0: What do you mean your people?
2: Real thing that's happening here. The real thing that's happening here is that the older folks, the senior people that came before us, much respect to them, but this is kind of messed up. Are trying to paint this picture of Pravada being public enemy number one
0: now here's the thing so he's saying old people people have been in the industry for a while and there may be things that have said that we we've not seen outside of mm-hmm. publication but if you look at what has been published and i want to make this very clear there has not been necessarily a poignant call out to Pravada cigar club other than in half wheels article and it was only a cited example of the cookie monster using the Sesame Street terms. Mm. It didn't target other cigars that Provada has come out with that have some similar uh, uh, character attributes that the Cookie Monster did, um, like the Cinnabon and some of the other ones that are... There's other there's other For things sure. spinning around at this point. Half Wheel's article, I believe, is the only one that has specifically cited Provada Cigar this, Club. The other ones have not used that name or yeah. Brian Desden's name.
1: I think it's because the assumption is so straightforward... Like, it's like playing the easiest game of guess who. Yeah. And you're like, you, you, you're, you're so quickly able to distinguish the difference between who
0: has cartoons and doesn't. Yeah. It, and that's like a good of point. Course. It's why I said earlier, it's a safe assumption to make. But yeah. when he says these things are happening, I just want to be clear that there is no article. There is no publication other than name. the half wheel that calls out his Correct. name specifically in doing these things.
2: Why because we've already captured a part of their market and all they're concerned with is numbers 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 Okay, so they're pissed and so the way they see that they could tackle this whole issue is that they could make us Seem like we're dangerous for cigars and let me tell you why
1: can I mention a point here? Yeah, sure Listen, this is like David and Goliath battling right here. You've got the old The old guard. The old guard of the cigar industry, the big names. I'm not talking about the little names, but the big names. Versus the little guys, the hustlers, the gorillas, you know? Right. And it's like, they're trying to stop us from succeeding. Dude, here's my point. But. I feel like it would be way smarter for a big company like Rocky Patel or Padrone or any of them. They have the money if they wanted to stomp you. I feel like this is not the avenue. Yeah. They would just spend more money on marketing, create new blends to beat you out because they don't want to bring negative attention to the industry.
0: I don't even know if they would have, I think there's other ways for them to do it outside right. of that. Versus bashing like this, this
1: like divisive nature in the industry. Like, these are, these are the guys that still represent us politically.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I will just interject with this real quick. Um, this is something that I saw today. Matthias Clock actually got a chance to do an interview with um, Carlito Fuente. And, and the part that I caught in it was Carly, Carlito's fuente to some of the things that are going on. Um, and his statements, again, I'm just saying what he said. We're all centered around, I I want what's best for the industry. I've spent my entire life trying to make sure that this thing is not going to be regulated and that there is a future for people like Brian Desden and other companies to be innovative and to continue carving a path, but doing so in a responsible manner.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, why would you show divisiveness within the industry? One, it makes us weaker. Right. And if they really, if if you're concerned that you're there, if you're thinking is that they are concerned that you're taking away market share, dude, these companies are big enough that if they wanted to spend the marketing dollars, if they wanted to come out with new blends, they absolutely They fucking wanted to would. do some
0: things they could probably do. They this would thing. do
1: that versus fucking try to bash
0: you. All right, let's move on.
2: I, this is so handy to them is because like I just said, tobacco is always under the microscope of the FDA. Any bad news that comes down the pipe, they could say, see, Provada's fault when meanwhile, you've been here for 50 years.
0: He's essentially saying Provada's now being used as a scapegoat. Mm.
2: Now you're selling cigars in gas stations where there are miners.
0: Yeah, that's the miners are miners. I think miners as in coal miners. Yeah, I'm saying the same thing.
2: Real danger. You're selling. I'm hearing about people picking up.
0: That's deflection
2: up cigars, Fuente, uh, 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 Drew Estate, Ligas in gas stations. There's minors there. Now you have a problem. Now you're putting us on front street. Now the FDA should regulate if we're selling our products where there are minors. Mm. Even though no
0: But really the only thing that you would have to do there is essentially say if you are a gas station or a convenience store you no longer have access to carry cigars.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: And it's not is it's not a revenue generating stream for them that is going to make it, a difference one way or the It is other.
1: never going to be the primary revenue stream for a cigar brand to put it in a gas station or convenience right. store. Right. But I will say, understand the reasoning why cigars are in convenience stores or marketplaces like this. It's because of the pairing aspect of cigar with the other products that are represented within a convenience store. Often we see cigars being paired with liquor in primarily liquor stores right versus like i know you see them in gas stations maybe that's something we need to look into as an industry but often if you're going to see cigars outside of a humidor or a tobacco based business more often than not you will see them in an over 21 place or establishment that sells alcohol primarily because it's a pairing thing right that's it
2: kid wants to smoke a cigar this is a joke And honestly, while I respect the journalistic integrity of the site, this is is pretty obvious, guys. I'm sorry, but this is pretty obvious. And I love how you went after some guy that no one ever even talks about and then sprinkled the whole article with Pravada because we get you views, we get you comments. It's polarizing. And if you're one of the people that thinks that our marketing is appalling, bro, we're self-contained most of our business is done on our site to our loyal, subscribed, paying members. Cigars are not being marketed to children unless they're being sold in places where they are marketed to children, and the FDA is not stupid, okay? And I could take this a lot further for some of you big manufacturers, but I'm not gonna do it because I'm here to preserve cigars. I'm here to live this, thing's on, this thing on. You guys were letting it die.
0: Mm, that's a bold statement, Cotton. Um, I don't think any manufacturers letting this industry die. I think there was progressive things already happening in the works before Pravada ever hit the scene. Uh, I think there is kind of a natural progression. I think part of what Provada has done, um, uniquely different than everyone else is they've done it better. You know, I'll give Brian Desmond all the credit in the world as far as the brand that he's built and doing what he has done. Like the subscription. So there is, there, yes, correct. There is some things um, I'd give him all the kudos in the world for building and is migrating in a way that I think was naturally progressive for the cigar industry. Again, like someone like myself who values the exploration of cigars and wants to try new things. Limited and,
1: releases over right. and over and over again.
0: Right. Like those types of things. Yeah. Like that's a whole, whole LCA thing, right? Um, All those types of things are very appealing to a lot of newer generational cigar smokers. Mm -hmm. So I understand that. But I wouldn't say that the industry was dying because even preceding uh, Brian Desmond being in the cigar industry, cigars are still being sold uh, in an increased rate year over year. So I wouldn't Mm -hmm. call it a dying industry. I would say I I would call it an evolving one.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: Young person walked into a cigar shop. What'd they do? They walked out. The LCA gave them a reason to come in and hang out and hope that no guy that's had his ass planted on that seat for 20 years turns him off as soon as he walks in the store with some negative comment about politics. Nobody wants to talk politics anymore. Over it.
1: In a cigar We're keeping
2: this industry alive. That's it, end of story. You wanna talk about traditional marketing? How come nobody, this is the hottest selling thing in, 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 breaking more to the last quarter how come you're not reviewing this stuff
1: because it don't only pay? goes to your subscribers
2: come on man marketing the kids <laughs> this article paints a ugly ugly picture about provada cigar club
0: yeah yeah okay so then he keeps talking about like okay <laughs> Why
1: don't you smoke my shit?
0: It, it paints a ugly ugly picture of provada cigar club and the yeah. reason i haven't mentioned um. Yet Yasim Kral or Aladina, who are also equally as mentioned, Yasim Kral being mentioned more in more that article. Yeah. Um, in Brian's response, he's not mentioned e- either one of those organizations. And I think in, in Brian's head, at least the way. And this is an emotional response, obviously, yeah, to, yeah. to what was going on. So I'm not blaming him for his response to anything. I'm just saying this is a case in which he believes this is all about him. It's 100% solely about Pravada. This is an attack on Pravada specifically from Half Wheel.
2: Yes, there was a release that went out just in our club. Couple shops got it over time. As soon as we realized that, hey, everyone's upset about this, we took it all back. I lost $128,000 over it. But I did it because I thought it was the right thing to do. Okay? And there's been other things where I take an L because, bro, I... Everyone that knows Pravada, everyone that follows Pravada knows that I'm here to serve my community, but as or more importantly, I'm here to find the best products in the world. I'm here for the best cigars. I'm in search of ISO, IRL, all that good stuff. You, y'all, you guys won't even understand. Anyway, so, so here's what I'm saying. Don't be mad that the guys who really blended your stuff are now getting some fame because Pravada's shining light on them. Don't be mad that they're taking some of your rollers with them and you're short, you can't make your 20 million cigars a year. You know, you guys got fat while everybody starved. King of New York. And don't, another movie quote coming up, and don't try to point at me and say, dash the bag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what they're doing, they go, oh, this is the bad guy. So that when you get some bad news, you can say, see, it was Pravada. It's not because we all sat on our ass, took millions of dollars a year and played golf with the money and bought brownstones and gave money to lawyers who claimed to be people they weren't. Your convention's dying. Let's just throw the cards on the table and call it what it is. The FDA is not stupid. They would have contacted us already, okay? They're not interested in ultra premium tobacco that sells for 9 $8 plus, okay? And don't be upset that the guys that used to be your workers are starting to come up in the world. The game changes. Dude, one day I'm gonna be in your situation and I'm gonna hate it too. Can you
0: pause for a second? That was an interesting thing that he just said. Yeah. It's actually something I admire about what he said is that in someday there's gonna be some other progression in the industry that's gonna surpass what I believe this industry is supposed to be and it's going to pass me by and it's going to hit me in the jaw and I'm going to be affected by it. It's actually a kind of crazy introspection from him at a point in which he's very reactionary to this article.
1: But it's very real culture like when you think about the natural progression of like the human experience that's just how life is. Yeah. When you get old, you the <laughs> The disparity between your, the trend and what you know is like the cultural norm of the time of which you peaked as a human body, <laughs> right. like is gone and you can't keep up with it. And you're not, you know, like the cu- cu- the culture that you knew has moved on
0: without you. Yeah. I'm just now trying to figure out TikTok. tock. Yeah. You know, yeah. 34 years old and I've been spending six months on it.
1: I'm like, how do I match myself to look like this lady girl?
0: <laughs> Alright, moving on. We're gonna finish this up. But you know what? And then we'll talk after about some this things after our break.
2: I'm gonna write this shit down, and I'm gonna know that when I get to a certain age, everything expires, and I need to ride off into the sunset. Now is our time. I didn't realize how powerful Pravada has become until you guys showed me. Hashtag we are If you're with me, you know, you know. No one serves their people like me. No one's life is dedicated to this thing like I am. Why would I want to do something bad for this industry? And if you want traditional marketing, you don't want it. You really don't. But if you want traditional marketing, I tell you what. I'm going to spend some time focusing on some more traditional marketing. And it's going to, it's, it's going to be one of those things. Be careful what you ask for. See, right now, it's differentiated on the shelves. You go traditional more Pravada stuff, right? Let me change that for you. Let me change that for you. Hashtag we are Pravada if you're with me, I love you and I will serve you.
0: We are family, we are Pravada, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, so there you have it. So the Brian's response to the Half Wheel article and what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to talk a little bit more in summary about both of those in terms of what I feel the attempt was on both sides and then talk a little bit about the FDA and what I think the motivation is there as well if something comes to fruition or as a result of all this stuff that we've been swimming in the past three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll conclude the episode, have a few drinks, make some steaks, and move the fuck on. Um, hang tight with us. We'll be back to you in just a minute. All right, we're back. Here we go. Uh, we're in the third leg of the episode. And um, there's a lot going on. There's been a lot that's come through this week. And as I mentioned earlier, there was some additional stuff just even recent as today that's come out. And let me uh, let me just shine some light on that. So <clears throat> Brian Desmond of Provada Cigar Club essentially has now vowed to start a new media group. So an attempt uh, to... Um, not replicate the behaviors that of Cigar Aficionado and Half Wheel that are paid advertisers or that have paid advertisers to sustain their business, he is going to start a marketing media group um, that uh, will not include those things necessarily. He's gotten a lot of detail, went on to Instagram, was looking for uh, some names, had four names picked out. One of them was Cigar Faction. And I said, don't take that name. That's taken. And then he liked, <laughs> he liked my thing. I was like, "Don't take that." That, da- that does sound pretty familiar. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty awfully familiar. So don't take cigar faction. It's out of used. Um, but they, uh, I think, he decided on cigar public. So I guess an attempt to be better in his eyes against a half wheel cigar aficionado or other traditional publication is starting his but, own. So that's something that's had as happened as recent as today. But you know why people start publications, and at least in his position.
1: Is when there's the fear of negative publicity, granted, happening.
0: Yeah. And
1: censorship. Sure. It's definitely
0: not censorship. I I, I have a third. There is a third, you think? To me, the third is influence. Yeah. The like, pow- so draw your own power. I, 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 so, here's, here's my thought and my theory on it. And again, this is like me with my skeptical hippo eyes looking at this whole thing.
1: Your mouth open, big old <sighs> ball. So...
0: Yes, Half Wheel has paid advertisers. We have paid advertisers. Yep. Blindsman Pop, paid advertisers. Cigar Out, the biggest paid advertisers in the world, right? And I think what he's suggesting in his video is that journal, uh, journalistic integrity is lost as a result of those paid advertisers. Because if those paid advertisers at any point said, hey, I don't like what this person's doing, go get them. Um, that's the result of like the happenings of this article. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I think there's that, but, but I think the power of influence from having like, if you're, think about it, if you're Brian Desen, again, this is just like a conspiracy theory that I'm thinking of. If you start that and you're already integrated with many brands, cause let's be clear, Brian Dessen does not have a tobacco factory. He has the Provada Cigar brand, which is a limited edition, limited release. He does all this in conjunction with other brands and manufacturers. He
1: reviews, blends, and then agrees to them and markets them.
0: Kind of. He has his own things that he creates. Well, for sure. But he creates them with other manufacturers and brands. For For instance, Cigar One just came out. That was with J.C. Newman. So imagine having a company in which is dispersing news, dispersing media, writing articles... And your advertisers aren't advertisers, but they're people that you do business with in an intimate way. What kind of power of influence does that have? So I, I'm not suggesting that's the way that it's going, but my skeptical hippo, I say it's okay if you're going to start down that path, there's obviously going to be, there's going to be some things that are probably not, at the at, at surface level may look good, but there's, there's other influences that exist there. Now that is another thing that has happened this week that I wanted to point out because of course that is only going to continue to grow and progress and interested to see what happens as a result. It'll be a
1: WordPress site
0: here's what I here's my thoughts and feelings in summary to the whole thing. I don't think Charlie Minato's position and that was influenced by folks that he knows that are a part of larger brands, like Carlito Fuente or other. They I'm sure they all have conversations around it, and they may all have opinions, and they all may agree with a certain position as it relates to regulation. They all may share that commonality, but I don't think someone is enticing Charlie Minato monetarily, either to the negative or the positive, to say certain things about certain brands. I don't believe that exists. I don't know Charlie Minato, but I respect the fuck out of what Half Wheel's done for a long time. Yeah. I make fun of him because he looks weird. We love eh. making fun. I love making fun of him because the reviews are and I encourage the dish back. The the reviews are Hey, peach pie. The reviews are mm. But Argentinian moss. Tell me this how many fucking kudos do I give Half Wheel? All the time. All the time. They are the best when it comes to news. I always cite their fucking, their site for news all the time. So yeah. kudos to fucking Half Wheel. I don't think there's any maliciousness. Personally, I believe this comes from Charlie Minato, and this is not knowing the guy, right, per- on a personal level. On the flip side of that, I believe that Brian Desmond's response is, in my opinion, a little aggressive to what was written. I think Charlie Minato... I think feels as though he is a person within the industry that has influence, and he wants to make sure that the pres- preservation of the industry continues. And as a person that has that influence, I think he feels a responsibility to make sure that certain things are known and that certain things don't affect the industry negatively.
1: Well, what, what do you like? What is the natural progression if he were to not cite names? People in the comments were like, "Who like, are, you, Who talking are you talking about?" Yeah. and he would have to divulge exactly who they were so that people had accurate truthful references to why this is an issue. Personally, he did it the right way by just citing examples.
0: He cited and that's that and that's the point that I really want to make. Is he cited examples and not one point in the article did he damn and or said that Provada Cigar Club and Brian Desin are bad business. Yeah. It was never mentioned in the article. But I do feel that Brian's response to it in the YouTube video was suggesting that Charlie is saying that's a bad business. And You're running a, you and your cronies that have, as he said, um, have gotten fat while other people have starved are, are essentially um, damning his business and what he's built. I don't get that sense at do, all. And here's a point
1: I, I think is important to make too. A lot of people that end up branding and marketing cigars are what we call
0: creative people,
1: right? Sure. We all come up with good and bad ideas. Some work, some don't.
0: Some are edgy. Some, some are edgy. safe.
1: Some are safe. But the 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 bottom line always remains true: people in a marketing position are can be creative people. People who come up with brands are creative people. What Charlie has is is. Is posturing as a means to preserve the cigar industry by just avoiding doing cartoons. Are you telling? Or ice me, cream. Are you telling me you're not creative enough as a brand creative marketing house? You're not creative
0: enough to do something else. Also, and just to layer on top of that. Brian Dezen is a very creative guy. I've seen yeah. the music video that he put out in 2000, yeah. whatever it was. Killed it. Very creative gentleman. Um, and is very creative when it comes to the marketing aspects. Yeah. Like just him posting that YouTube video is free marketing. And he knows that. He yeah. knows every time he posts on those videos, David off the end of an era. That is a marketing tactic that he has deployed yeah, for in sure. that moment to generate buzz around things going on in the industry, in particular Provada Cigar Club. So everything kind of spins around his universe. And I think that is creative and clever marketing. I give him all the kudos in the world for that. Uh, it's deservingly so. could he create
1: brands that don't involve cartoons? Of course, and, and he's sa- done that. And save this from potentially re- catching the ears of the FDA? Absolutely. And I think he can see doing so. But you know what my concern is? It's not about whether or not he's creative enough to do it. It's whether or not his ego will is going to get in the right. way mm. of him just accepting the nature of it and not expecting a bow down. I don't think anybody's expecting him to kneel in front of anybody. Right. But I think his posturing is one of which where he's saying, I'm not going to kneel down to any of you fuckers.
0: It's like when a bird stri- spreads its wings. And to whatever get you
1: say you're going to tell me that I should do, I'm going to do the fucking complete opposite or do whatever I want to.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that's what it that, is. I think that's something will come that will uncover over time. Yeah, I think that's something that's going to be more known in the next six months to a year is like how far is he going to toe that line? And again, I give him I give him kudos for, for sure. being extremely creative. Yeah. I give him kudos for being uh, I uh, cunning. I give him kudos for being um, for many people a very likable person. Good um, vocabulary. He's got great energy. Um, he's certainly understands. Um, he understands the marketing aspects specifically as it surrounds tobacco. He's done a very good job of building a very successful business over a short period of time. Um, it would be a shame. I think I would, I would say that if he gets in his own way, I don't know if that's what's going to occur again. I think we have to see this play out, but two things I want to make note of is that I don't believe Charlie Minato's article was intentionally negative or damning of provada cigar club I don't think that was the intention of the article it
1: was not a sniper shot it was a buckshot it was meant to hit as many people that could potentially be Mm. the cause of a potential large long-term issue yeah and there were some cited examples because i think that's what is expected of any journalist for truth you know right something that is concrete that people can reference and go yeah that's true right you know i think it was a buckshot approach for the sake of preserving the industry and not necessarily a sniper shot which i think is a little bit how provada may have seen it
0: yeah yeah and and I, i i do agree it almost seems like in brian's reaction to the article is that it's 100% 100% solely about him. And Yasum Kral was mentioned far more than Provada Cigar Club in the entire article. Yeah, As a matter of fact, the press release of Munchies, which is the newest release from Yasum Kral, is at the bottom, cited at the bottom of the article. And that's the reason the article was written, is because that particular press release was sent to Charlie and Charlie goes, enough's enough. Yep. And that's why the that's what prompted the article. So it wasn't a Provada Cigar Club thing. And also, I'm thinking, like, if you're Yasum Kral at this point... Kind of sucks that you didn't take advantage of this before Brian did. (laughs) Um, Okay, so with all that being said, I wanted to say something a little bit about the FDA because we're talking about the FDA regulatory process and then part of it looks at it and say, okay, well, cigars is an industry of which has been untouched by the FDA to a certain extent for a while, 2016, trying to make some headway that has been stifled in favor of the industry as a whole. So why why now? Why all this hoopla and okay, what are they going to do as far as cartoon characterization and marketing to kids and so on? I want to be very clear in the fact that the FDA as an organization, and this is the truth, if you look back to instances, and I mentioned this early, pharmaceuticals, food, you name it, anything the FDA is responsible for, they don't care about you as an individual person. Meaning that if I died for whatever reason of associated mouth cancer tomorrow, the FDA is not going to go, oh, my God, look at Corey. He fucking died and now regulations have to go into place. The FDA does not care. And I'm saying the FDA, but I really mean the government does not care about you as an individual. So get that out of your head. First and foremost, they do not fucking care about your well-being. They do not care. There's not a single person that exists within those organizations that would have any sort of remorse or any sort of sadness or empathy or sympathy for you if you're smoking a cigar and for whatever reason that was uh, part of the reason that you died. They do not care. Now, here's what the FDA cares about. And they've exercised this for pharmaceuticals, specifically with cigarettes. Here's the reality. The highest point of tax revenue on cigarettes from the FDA and the US government peaked, I believe, in 2011. It was roughly $18 billion in tax revenue. Since then, there's been somewhat of a steady decline. Why would tax revenue decline for cigarettes if the tax rate goes up? Well, less people are smoking. Mm-hmm. If the FDA is making $18 billion a year on tax revenue on cigarettes, and it declines to now an average of 11 to $12 million, depending on the year, As we are moving into the 2020s, right? Where does that get made up from? Well,
1: they got to find some new avenues to tax people on things that they think is harmful for you, but you still choose to do it. So
0: public enemy number one has become vape. Yes. Vape is now being taxed to a very high degree. Right. Vape is not only being taxed, it's being regulated to a very high degree. So in my simple fucking brain... I'm looking at it and going, okay, the disparity between $18 billion and 12 million, $12 billion has to be made up somewhere. The government wants that tax revenue from something. So what does it attack? It goes after vape. That number begins to rise again. The cigar industry as a whole is small. Isn't that like $1 billion? I forget what it... I thought I heard a number. I'll, I'll tell you exactly how many imports, and this is just simple math that I've done. I'm trying to remember this in my head. Last year between January and November it was roughly 430 units sold or imported into the United States. So if you were to take that extra month that is December, you could essentially say somewhere around 475 to 500 million individual cigars are imported to the United States yeah the average cost to make a cigar is anywhere between 30 cents and five dollars split the difference we're talking about 250 apiece yeah so 250 apiece if you were to mark that up, if you were to essentially mark that up 100% and you're selling it to the United States at $5, a $2.50 cigar, you're selling on an average price to a retailer at $5. What The the not to exceed tax rate on any cigar that is $5 is 40%. If you were to do the math on the numbers that were imported, plus whatever that tax is, it comes out to roughly $2 billion a year. hmm so it behooves the government and the FDA to regulate something anyway as a means to obtain tax revenue. I get that the cigar industry is small in nature, definitely in comparison to cigarettes and certainly in comparison to vape at this point. But it doesn't mean it doesn't, rep- it doesn't represent a tax pathway for the government. So, if you were the government, you're the FDA, and you could just broad brushstroke everything, which is what their intentionality was back in 2016, luckily mm-hmm. vape fucking killed themselves yeah. and they put the target on their own back, thank God. If you were to broad brushstroke everything, house it all under one umbrella, let's say regulation exists for everybody equally, well, there you have it. Now you're regulated. Cigars are regulated. Standard packaging, whatever you want to do for the public perception of this thing is harmful, even though there's so much science and research and it's It's been debated. It's harmful. But if you choose to do it, well, we're going to tax you more. My whole point about this is cartoon representation, not cartoon representation, has nothing to do, essentially, at a whole, anything to do with public safety or public health. It all has to do with revenue going to the government. That is just a fucking fact. They do it with everything. They do it with fucking everything. That's what the government does. If you think that the government at all fucking cares about you as an individual, you're fucking stupid.
1: Listen, when you they got- not, do not. When you got don't a, care. When you got a multi-trillion dollar debt, you need to get a little creative on how to make that back. <laughs>
0: That's true, that's true. You gotta be real fucking creative. I'm surprised they're just not pickpocketing us. They should again. hire that's, Brian. They should just hire fucking people on the streets just to fucking mug individuals. It's just governmental
1: mugging. They're just government officials looking like bums. They're just
0: fucking like elbowing you in the head and just grabbing your wallet and running off with it everybody just reconvenes at the white house like it's goddamn trick-or-treat they got pillowcases full of wallets it's just
1: a bunch of government agencies with panhandling licenses asking for money like
0: i need to get to the bus that would station be so to see my funny. family it's actually not a terrible idea um and i want to say that not because it's directly related to what they're talking about here because i do think that in this situation, we do need to be careful as an industry as far as the characterization of cigars, the marketing around cigars, specifically as it relates to children, because we've seen that done in sugar, we've seen that done with cigarettes, we've seen that done in vape, we've seen it in other industries, and we've seen the impact as a result of those regulations going into place. So we don't want that for our industry. But what I do want to make sure that everybody understands is the FDA has nothing to do with selling to miners, not selling to miners. It all has to do with revenue that they gain. And my point around that is, is that this is going to be a process that is forever going to be pushed forward. I think we can stifle it as much as we can. I think we can put the fucking chair. We can jam the chair under the door handle as long as we want, but eventually it's going to push through. It's at this point, how fast do we want it push through and how severe do we want it to be when it pushes?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the FDA, like I, you know, I don't sit in these rooms like, like I'm in a backroom, boardroom, Illuminati meeting, you know, because how I see the FDA, they're like the Illuminati. I think they're too stupid
0: to do that, even.
1: Yeah, but like I just (laughs) feel like if I was gonna sit on a meeting for the FDA, it is truly pushing, it is truly about pushing around tax dollars, but associating it with cultural norms. And what we know about sure. cultural norms since the 70s is that smoking's bad. Right. And what do you do to do that? Because they know people are going to smoke.
0: Right. And they've been trying to make the parallel connection with cigarettes for the longest time. Yeah. Luckily, science and research is so far developed at this point that those two things have been separated for the most part. And not, I mean, but I showed you there's a whole, so there's a, um, there's a webinar and I'll, I'll put this actually, I'll put the link to it in the description on YouTube so you guys can see it. And even for the podcast, there's a webinar that you can sign up for. It's coming up in seven days from now. So it'll actually be next Thursday. Um, and it is the truth organization. The ones that have fucking damned cigarettes for the longest time are now coming after cigars and they're working with a research organization to basically suggest that cigars are very much bad for you in many ways, and the 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 demons that exist when marketing and um selling cigars in a manner of which uh it could affect children impact on children um in particular so it's March tenth uh the link will be in the description, so check that out and if you're listening to the podcast, you can check it out on there as well
1: ooh that'd be such a
0: tricky story, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You should, I'll send you the the slide deck so you can look through it. Um the last thing I want to announce. Oh. Yeah. The re-release of The Knockout mm-hmm. is coming. Yes, it is. It's coming uh if you are a My Cigar Pack subscriber you will receive them within like the next week or so. Yeah. Probably the next 10 days.
1: Knockouts,
0: bro. The knockouts. So the original knockouts came out uh, about a year ago, roughly. Yeah. They were a huge hit, huge success. They've been blended by Rodriguez Cigars, which is one of my all-time favorite manufacturers. The cigars that we got in the first round were absolutely fucking amazing. So this next round is releasing this month. I'm not going to say too much more, but there are other things preceding the knockout Yes, uh, in a very close fashion, and distribution around these will be much wider than it was in the first go-around. We will have more details on that within the coming weeks, so Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that. I am so fucking excited for these cigars. I've seen all kinds of pictures and images of the ones that have been produced so far. They'll have the same aesthetic that the last one has, which is the... That uh, that more habano ish natural wrapper, almost Maduro style wrapper. That banded tobacco. But we've got a a, an additional uh, tobacco band that goes around it that uh, is in place of a traditional band um so stay tuned for those we'll have more news coming out on that uh we'll give you all the details as far as blend and all that stuff um coming up probably sometime this week but those are coming out and they're coming out fast so if you aren't already subscribed to my cigar pack and you want to get your yeah. hands on these please do so you can visit them you've already heard the sponsorship earlier but you can visit www.mycigarpack.com to get uh, get your hands on them knockout
1: like they're so good that i don't even get to smoke them
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I haven't even seen the samples yet, which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and so so the whole idea is that and, – and the ones to precede it are obviously going to be interrelated. And I don't want to – it's like I want to say everything now, but I don't want to say it now. Um, but the Knockout, the whole reason – so what you will remember back before, it was Donger's Knockout. It's now being named Knockout because it's part of a trilogy. Yeah. So it's part of a progression of cigars that are to come, um, and the whole name is centric around – these cigars are fucking absolutely amazing for the money. It's the feedback that we got the first time around, which is why we're kind of reconditioning what we're doing, especially because it's in a trilogy pack now. And the emphasis and focus is specifically on the fact that these cigars are so inexpensive and they are literally some of the best cigars I've smoked in the last year. It is absolutely incredible. I think we're probably one of the only folks, like only one of the only organizations collectively between the three of us that's been able to pull that off. Yeah. And I mean that with sincerity. So um, stay tuned to further news. Those will be out soon. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We hope this episode doesn't cancel us. This is going to be a part of our hashtag cancel this uh, series of podcasts. Hopefully we haven't inadvertently canceled ourselves.
1: It don't matter because here's what's going to happen.
0: If these fuckers cancel us, we'll just start a new podcast under a different name. Do you think uh, Brian Desmond would allow us to start a podcast under his name? Probably. The Pravada Podcast probably listen (coughs) i've sold my soul for less so yeah that's what it's got to be that's what it's got to be hey what if we did a podcast for half wheel
1: yeah what if we had
0: half wheel just buy us
1: i don't care we're sellouts
0: oh dude i would sell (laughs) they're like i give you 10 grand i'd be like done 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 can I also get just some free cigars? Yep,
1: that's that'd all I be great want. too. Just that's a handful, handful just, would be fun. If you can just send me like one or two cigars free a month, I don't give a fuck. That'd be
0: fine. I'll sell it right now. <laughs> You've got all the rights to everything: previous episodes, all of our don't endorsements, care. everything. I'll work for free. <laughs> <laughs> um all right guys uh thanks for listening really appreciate it i know this is uh, more informational than anything didn't necessarily have the fun jovialness that we usually do but it is a serious topic and it was one that needed to be discussed and i felt like um if chris did and i didn't discuss this we'd be ignoring it i do want to give a huge shout out to our discord group we've been talking about this topic for fucking days at nazi it's been a mouth. week a ton of feedback from the group they're some of the fucking coolest dudes and one gal um, that you could possibly interface with uh, folks that have so ingrained in this industry, understand the history, understand the nuances of everything, understand the FDA regulation process. Part of this information that we're divulging to you is as a result of um, their input. So um, discord group is fucking awesome. It's been absolutely amazing. Yeah. So please join our discord group uh, link in the comment section or a link in uh, the description as well for that. If you Not to mention
1: join. it's a chance to talk to us more. But also like have your guys's input, your engagement even more in the, the show. I mean, there's like a section just there for that. There is
0: a show for suggestions around. Just the show. that, yep. like if
1: you got cool ass suggestions or things that are interesting to you guys, like yep, we'll explore
0: it, man. It's like we're like college students. I'm very responsive in the Discord. Like, yes, very. You are. The only times I shut it off are really at night, like obviously when I'm going to bed and early in the morning. But usually, I always have it up and running so that way if yeah. someone wants to interact they want to engage in dialogue that uh, they've got the means to do yeah. so and, and we respond quickly and so does the group i mean we've, yeah we've already got uh one what our historian guru which is uh which is rich and then we have richie who is the moderator so we got two richie riches um yeah. who have, have been help running the group and they've done a fantastic job and it's been so much fun it's you know Instagram is not a great way of communicating. I've said that. It's where our largest following is. I mean, just today, they removed one of my posts for no goddamn reason. I have no fucking clue why. Didn't violate technically anything in their guidelines as I read them. Um, so it's just, you know, it's going down the shitter, but we want to keep the community alive and we want the engagement to be alive. And the Discord group is the best way for us to do that. So yep. um, join the Discord group. It's in the description. So check that out. Um, but we are going to, we're going to peace out. It's been, about an hour and a half, just shy of an hour and a half of discussion around this uh, very topic. And uh, hopefully we don't have to discuss it more. But if there's things that come up in the next week, two weeks, up to six months, up to a year, up to three years, we're going to continue talking about it as it affects the industry. So, yeah. um, But we appreciate everybody listening. This will conclude episode 233. We'll be back at you next week with episode 234. See you everyone. Show is jerk. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Let me tell you how you can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of myself at The Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. You can get a hold of Chris at Hot Ticket Chris on Instagram as well. You can find this podcast, it is available all over the place. You can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. And you can find the podcast available on video, on YouTube. Look up The Hot Ticket Weekly on YouTube, and you can watch all the fun happen before your eyes thanks everybody for listening to this episode and as always please subscribe rate and review on itunes if you could and check out our show sponsor my cigar pack at www.mycigarpack.com again thanks for listening we'll be back at you next week